0: Desiree Berg and welcome to the 34th. podcast. We're speaking with Rodolfo Berrigan, who is here with me in studio. He is running for Congress as a Green Party candidate in the adjacent district, CD40. Welcome, Rodolfo.
1: Thank you, Tina. you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So I wanted to first open up the conversation and talk about statistics and polling. You have a PhD from Stanford University in uh, one of the social sciences, sciences, I believe?
1: Yeah, psychology.
0: Psychology. Okay. So you're very familiar with polling, statistics, how all these things function. And I feel strongly, and I want to know if you agree with me on this, I feel strongly that our media and a lot of the uh, polls that are sponsored by the media are looking to sort of uh, manufacture consent or paint disingenuous pictures in regards to our presidential primary.
1: Yes, absolutely. So if you truly look at the methodology of the polls, for example, you find that it's uh, far from what would be acceptable in a basic undergraduate research methods yeah. uh, course. So, uh, and there's a lot of detail that, you know, we could talk about. Yeah, let's, I, let's
0: talk about it because I also think a lot of the times they do this b- because they can. Most mm-hmm. folks don't know how to take apart a pool. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what all the methodology is, what's a margin of error, what's weighting, like all of these specific mathematical things. In the social sciences and philosophy for me, I did philosophy of science. It's really important that you, you're you looking for the truth. What we try to do is get out, what is the data telling us? We're not trying to manipulate the actual data. And I think the opposite is the case when it comes to our media. Uh, I'd like to bring up last week's example of Northern California, the ABC7 affiliate. They had taken a poll apart and they were discussing it on air in which, now I wrote down this down, they had Biden at 29%. They had Klobuchar at 6%, Mayor Pete at 6%, Warren at 6%, Trump at twenty percent, and other. The other category yes. was other at thirty three percent. Now we know, we know Bernie Sanders is polling in either the one or one or two position in California mm-hmm. right now. Yet instead of separating them out, they separated out Klobuchar and Pete at six percent, and they included Bernie in with probably Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, Steyer. But point being is the the, the lion's share of that thirty three percent is going to be Bernie Sanders, and they're doing this to hide how well he's doing you cannot convince me otherwise would you agree with that
1: uh absolutely so this is a crash course and how to lie with statistics (laughs) right misrepresent uh reality so technically perhaps what they showed on the tv screen is accurate other was if you added up the other options then i perhaps they add up to 33 percent but of course that's uh, an illegitimate way to present data Correct. since uh, people actually never said other in the poll. It's just no. they, the pollsters, and the they media, added, is yes. they, they added exactly. it together. The question
0: was, mm-hmm. are you voting for someone else? It wasn't exactly. that whatsoever. I think that's exactly. a really salient point, too. So I want to talk about polling in this regard. So Nate Silver, who is a, kind of a darling of the left since he predicted the Obama election years ago, I believe that he's running some sort of Bayesian method. Um, Just to to explain that to our our listeners, Bayes' theorem is a mathematical theorem that you can use as a probability uh, indication. So it's part of the probability calculus. So um, I think a good example of explaining this would be your spam filter in your email. So if you mark something as spam and it's got Viagra in the email 10 times, they're going to run Bayes' theorem on that. And every time Viagra appears, it makes them more confident that the the email is spam. So every time you mark that email in your email, the, the it increases, right? The probability just, yeah, the probability yeah, yeah. increases that it's spam. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what he's doing. You know, he's saying it's proprietary, but from what I from my just guessing looking at what he's doing, that's what I think it is. I don't know if you agree with that.
1: I do think that uh, well at at um, at his polling uh, organization, his meta polling organization 538, they uh, have different people that take di- sli- slightly different approaches, but I okay, but he s- does seem to uh buy into the, the Bayesian uh modeling perspective, which has uh has some uh scientific validity.
0: I think the mathematical theorem is yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. it's 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 100% yes. on par, it's a great theorem. Mm-hmm. But I think what I think I think the more important part of what he's doing is he you have to pick. What you put into those things, given P, like a, it's an if then, like a material exactly. conditional. So I think what, what matters is how your antecedent bias or how you perceive the world, or your biases towards something, those matter because when you pick out the percentages of something likely to be true, yes. it matters on what your opinion is. And I think that's why what he's doing now is so egregious. He obviously clearly has an anti Bernie bias in what he's doing. So oftentimes I read his Twitter now and I find myself laughing or chuckling because it's like, man, you're trading your integrity, your academic respect, For what exactly? I don't know. I mean, what are your feelings on Nate Silver? Um,
1: Yeah, so part of what he does is that he looks at these polls that are already biased, and then he runs the Bayesian simulation, which uh, then makes it more biased, even though it's accurate in terms of the data that it's drawing from. The data itself, the base data, uh, is flawed, and that's— All
0: right, fair. Fair. So let's talk about the base data because sure. I think you're right there. So we see these polls. Say you're looking at a poll from CNN and the sample size is really small, It's maybe 500 voters, and you're wondering they're they're making they're making um uh, conclusions about African Americans voting and they've talked to two African Americans Americans out of this entire poll. So then you go down and you see that they're weighting the poll by 5 or 6% to try to fix that sample size. Mm-hmm. I personally think that that doesn't fix anything. I think if you can't have a proper sample to begin with, the poll's gonna be flawed, that's just my bar. Uh, What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so there is really no excuse for an organization like CNN with unlimited resources (laughs) uh, to be reporting on polling with uh, 500, sometimes a thousand respondents. Sometimes, that yeah. that's just uh, completely unacceptable in social science, in a political science uh, research methods course for graduate students. That wouldn't really fly. Any graduate student can. Uh, Get a little research grant That's and right. get more than a thousand respondents right. for their survey.
0: And in fact, you would be required to. This would not mm-hmm. fly in grad school at all. If you were, if that was part of what you were doing for your say your dissertation or your thesis project, they, you're you wouldn't pass go.
1: Exactly. I mean, look at. Um, there's some uh, polling institutes that do far better polling than what we see CNN. Who, do okay, so
0: who do you think are the best ones to look at? That's a um, good point.
1: Yeah, so probably the Pew Research Center. Okay. Um, if you look, they actually have all of their data available. Okay. Um, it's open uh, it takes them a, a bit of time to put it up for everyone, right. but you can download it and work with it and what you see oftentimes is that their national polling is for example forty five thousand people in yes. one poll so okay. that that is a Much far more sample yes size. yes, yeah. far more respectable sample size and <laughs> may, various three. other aspects they truly try. To do better methods for um, sampling, say hard to reach populations. Right. Um, So instead of waiting, so again, waiting as you you just said is uh, multiplying the uh, the results from a particular subgroup to make it uh, appear more representative of the, the population. Of the population. Yeah. But that, so that it's, in a sense, it's massaging the data.
0: Yes, it's
1: massaging. Um, so it's not they're a... They're trying
0: to make up for an error they already had. They're exactly. saying, so if, if 11% of the population is African American, we need to make this two, per, two, the two people we talk to reflect the 11%. So that's what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you're really telling me that only two opinions two opinions exactly. are going to run the gamut of an entire community mm-hmm. I mean that's almost assuming that the entire community is monolithic to begin with
1: exactly it's uh, unreasonable on multiple unreasonable. counts. and again it's there is no reason what, yeah, the, okay. fuck <laughs> the, what the fuck for them to what the fuck i on There is no um, valid reason for CNN to be using no, such I small, don't. limited polling, even to be using right. waiting. Waiting is something we did in the 80s when we didn't have the power. That's right. <laughs> we, we, we didn't did. have the right. power now to. We now we have. Now we can reach people on their cell phones, on their email. There's no excuse for CNN. But, of course, uh, they want to have a particular narrative.
0: 100%. So. And, in fact, I'm also thinking of that university. Was it University of Florida? It was a university in Florida. I'm not sure precisely which one that actually left Bernie out of the questions they just didn't pull about Bernie Sanders
1: I'm, and when I when he got that. called
0: that when the director got called out for this he's like well I don't think Bernie can win that was his reason as if that's a viable excuse for not doing your due diligence as yes. a researcher it's unacceptable
1: that is also true. So even though that was a university polling, even though you know, sometimes we usually uh, are more likely to more endorse likely. <laughs> university polling because it's usually done by well, graduate students or academic, professors.
0: Right? Exactly. But, but, they're but they're getting money from outside sources to do Exactly,
1: this. yeah. Unfortunately, um, that well, that's part of why we do need uh, a Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, yeah, to agree. win because the I universities agree. are increasingly being co-opted. That's Right. by private uh, interests yeah. which of course have the same uh invested interest as the as fund the uh, as as the corporate media Yeah, it's
0: the last it's the last thing that's going away and in fact i remember that scandal was it two years ago or three years ago where the Koch brothers had given money mm-hmm. uh, to economic uh schools and they were asking in return for the money for the endowment they were asking mm-hmm. to have hiring and firing say on the professors which is unbearably jacked up wait hang on hang on ready hi there i have a quick survey for you to fill out it'll just <laughs> take a second question one what the, f- what the fuck right. it's my new favorite toy yes um so so let's talk a little bit about you for a moment you're now running as a green party candidate i know you're a Democrat for years yes why the switch what was the last straw with you in the democratic party or do you just think it's more viable to run for congress as green party what's your thoughts
1: um well i, I taking a little bit of a step back i think so i, uh, I identify as a socialist so i'm okay. a socialist so socialists run in elections um to uh put out issues that are very important of course we hope to win and we work towards winning as much as possible like bernie's um you know, but try winning, trying hopefully he's going to win in the Democratic primary and then go on to, to win. Um, but of course, uh, we socialists have a challenging time in elections. Yes, um, and part of the reason for that is um, our unfortunate two-party system where right. unfortunately the Democratic Party uh, has, even though it used to be far more worker-friendly, uh, work, uh, friendly towards, you know, the interests of uh, the proletariat, it yeah. certainly uh is no longer so so uh we need to be able to say that because ultimately we know that elections are going to be very difficult there's Mm -hmm. you know there's a saying among socialists you can't really uh elect your way uh using the master's tools to break the chains it doesn't make sense that's right um Of course, we make an attempt and we get at the issues again. But ultimately, at the end of the day, after the election, we need the movement to keep going and we need the ideas to continue. So a huge component uh, of me deciding to leave the Democratic Party is because— in my area of Los Angeles, as in a lot of California, yeah. uh, the Democratic Party is the ruling party. They're uh, the ruling elite. They're the, they're, exactly, <laughs> and they're the only party. There's no such thing as a Republican, as a Republican yeah. presence in uh, my congressional district. A Republican yeah. has not run in ages. That's um, right. So we, um, so part of my task is to identify uh, The big problem, which is, of course, uh, Nancy Pelosi and her corporate Democratic Party, which, of course, thankfully, some people are trying to take it over. uh, But I I am uh, pointing out that, of course, we need uh, an outside strategy as well. I
0: don't disagree. I I 100 percent agree with this inside outside strategy. And I think we're unique in California in the sense that we have the liberal the liberal part which is the neoliberal the wealthy uh democratic elites and we have a really robust progressive left in the state so you're correct on that so to me this is a safe zone plus we have a semi-open primary i think uh you know here in district 34 we had ken Mejia Mm -hmm. who ran as a green party Mm -hmm. candidate and we had also several democrats run in that primary but when it came down to the uh, general election we had ken and we had Jimmy Gomez, so exactly. we had. There was no Republican to be seen. We had mm-hmm. the Green Party guy who, what do you took, ended up taking thirty four percent. Exactly. Think. So I think Green Party uh, candidates can do very well in mm-hmm. local elections here yes. in California. I think it's important because it does pull the Democratic Party to the left, which is necessary exactly. at this point, because we've had a co opting of. Um, of the Democratic Party platform by the corporations. I mean, Costa-Hawkins mm-hmm. is an example. Our, the, the precarious situation that we are in in the state with homelessness and unaffordable housing is entirely due to the Democrats, the wealthy ones. So I don't think that they're going... When you have one party ruling the entire state, they're not going to listen unless they have some sort of an outside force pushing them in the right direction. So mm-hmm. kudos to you on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the... The Democratic Party needs that pressure, and I actually think yeah, that I I've mean. seen my own representative, my opponent, uh, move slightly more towards uh, the left. <laughs> well, she's partly been there
0: bec- in office how many years now?
1: Uh, almost thirty.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So.
1: <laughs> yes, so but recently she's been moving towards say uh, she's a co-sponsor on Bernie's bill uh she's been calling for more humane treatment for immigrants you know the, 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 of course she she's, sees
0: the writing on the wall yeah, right she so does. she knows that she has to appeal to those progressives if she's going to keep her seat uh mm-hmm. but i i don't think that's that's going to work at this point
1: yeah i mean just people uh people are
0: you, too awake awoken, awoken
1: exactly awoken. especially the youth um yesterday yeah. yesterday i was uh, in a um, in Huntington park a city in the district yeah, yeah. and uh, young people shut down the city council meeting nice. because uh, the city council and the uh, local police department is cooperating with ICE. So, uh, and I, I, again, as a socialist...
0: amazing to me. Like, your yes. your district is predominantly working class Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that and expect to be reelected?
1: right that's well, very toxic they they, no? they count on us not noticing uh, and unfortunately <laughs> yeah, not there's a lack of independent media especially spanish-speaking media yeah in uh, certainly in the district the, the, the few newspapers that used to exist closed, and they were establishment anyway right so right, right, um right. part of the task of you know candidates such as myself is to get out that information for yeah people. no
0: i think that's important and you bring up a really good point because no community <sighs> is monolithic in its beliefs mm-hmm. every community has a certain percentage of folks that want to be in power want to make money mm-hmm. exactly. that transcends every other data point in my opinion mm-hmm. and when you are only hearing from those voices and the reason those voices get uplifted over a voice like yours is because mm-hmm. that serves the uh intentions of the ruling elite in the state meaning yes. the media the wealthy folks the plutonomy all that so this is a problem i think you should start a spanish-speaking show on, on leftist <laughs> politics I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that out there all right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your campaign too. Um, So you were at the anti-war protest uh, two weeks ago where you gave this fantastic speech and you delivered it both in Spanish and English, which which was great. I think this is really helpful because a lot of candidates are not capable of doing that. Tome siete años de Espanola escuela, but I speak like a gringo, right? (laughs) Pienso que en inglés. All power to
2: the people! All power to the people! And I would like to introduce our very last speaker for today, Rodolfo Cortez of the LA Greens. Oh. All power to the people! Oh. Yo soy Mexicano. Nací in Mexico. Uh, me naturalizaron. So I was born in Mexico and I uh, became a naturalized citizen. And People ask me, ¿Por qué estás en esto? Why are you doing this? Why are you going to take your Saturday to Sábado a protestar algo que está pasando tan lejos? It's very, it's far away, people are saying to me. Well, you know what? No, it's actually right here. We all know that the reason this is going on is because of Raytheon which is where? By LAX? It's going on because of Lockheed Martin. Why? Because they need profits. And their profits aren't going up. Their profits are going up so much that they can pay the very, very small number of employees that they have obscene amounts of money. And that obscene amount of money gets what? Supposedly invested into our community. No, it doesn't get invested. In fact, it's used to destroy us. Las corporaciones maquinarias de la guerra, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, that are pushing this war, they are true enemies of humanity. Son nuestros enemigos y les tenemos que decir aquí, en frente del edificio federal, que no lo vamos a tolerar. ¡No vamos a tolerar! Este abuso contra la humanidad es un abuso constante, que lo hacen en otras partes del mundo y lo hacen aquí. Lo hacen aquí porque nos quieren triturar. Tienen un plan. They have a plan! Notice all the fires around the world and notice what the billionaires are doing. They have underground bunkers. And they're trying to decide, okay, who do I take? Do I take my pilot? Oh, if I take my pilot, I need to take his family. Oh, no, what am I going to do there? Oh, and if I take his family, then maybe, well, what about the other side of the family? So, we as people have to realize that we have to bring this system to a halt. We must go from protesting to seizing society, to seizing the instruments of our oppression. Of course, we can do it. Because we have each other, and each other represents so many other people. How many people are represented by each of us? Probably dozens in our immediate circles, hundreds just a little bit far extended. We're talking about everybody. We know that we have class enemies that are working overtime to figure out how they will escape to their hideaways while the bombs drop while the fire rages but we are what are we the answer,
0: answer
2: coalition. when i was in high school i was inspired by uh the answer coalition you know they they were protesting the iraq war i was pretty young and now we're still here and you know what last year why Did the coup in Venezuela fail? It was the answer coalition. So many people showed up. The Burgundy Media, the New York Times, and the Washington Post covered the protests here in downtown LA and the one in New York. And they had to answer to the fact that we were speaking the truth. The truth. That the billionaires are trying to destroy our society and societies abroad. But to that we say, no more! No No more! No war with Iran! No war with Iran! Porque el pueblo que está unido nunca más va a ser vencido. Fíjense en todo lo que está pasando en Latinoamérica. Y cuando nosotros nos podamos unir, Como grupo de esta área y unirnos con los otros grupos oprimidos por el Imperio Estadounidense, ¡Vamos a triunfar! The people united will never be divided. The people united will never be divided. Thank you to the ANSWER Coalition. Everyone needs to bring a friend to the next one.
0: Yeah. So, tell me what drove you to go and make this speech. Your foreign policy is very much for getting rid of regime change wars, creating some sort of a peace department. I, I think all of the Tulsi Gabbard ideology. Yes. So, talk us a little bit. Talk us through a little bit about your foreign policy platform and what motivates that.
1: Well, I am first and foremost completely opposed to the military industrial intelligence complex uh this is because this is actually an arm of the state yeah. and the private industry that has completely co-opted and uh, is actively destroying our lives um, yeah. ma- i mean many uh people unfortunately have not quite noticed but you know. Uh, any person within the United States right can be taken by the military <laughs> and they can be locked away that is something that can happen no, we're not it's it 's unclear if it has happened but that's it that law is has. it probably I mean, has look, and the law is in the, the
0: books obama the d- yes down the an democrats American citizen in a foreign country so i exactly i, I, I would I would almost guarantee that this has probably happened and we're just not here anymore.
1: Yes. Um, that's so, not
0: conspiracy theory.
1: No, that's no, just, no. That's uh,
0: ingrained by the Patriot Act.
1: Yes. Uh, so we need a foreign policy of peace. And, of course, um, external peace uh, comes from internal peace. So, yes, of course, we need to establish the Department of Peace and Well-Being. That means both here – uh, at home and abroad. We yeah. need to correct all of the horrible uh, actions that our country has committed in the same way, you know, peoples makes, uh, you know, we have to make amends for everything that has been done in our name. So in this case, in the in the protest uh, from a, um, a couple weeks ago, yeah. uh, you know, our – horrible uh, president uh, used the money given to him by the Democratic Party in the Congress uh, to go assassinate um, a foreign um, leader. That's so right. th- clearly that's that's just outrageous. We should not be assassinating no. uh, <laughs> a foreign leader. No,
0: especially since it turns out he was actually going to Saudi Arabia <laughs> exactly. to negotiate a peace deal. So that exactly. is so egregious.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, and something that I really try to emphasize, uh, say in talking about this in my district, mm-hmm. in the race, is that sometimes people divorce uh, the U.S. war making, right. uh, U.S. imperialism from what's going on at home. But of course it's not divorced. Oh, it's so no, extremely it's interrelated. Yeah. It's just that people may not quite realize it. I'll give how you many, uh, yeah.
0: how many in your district you have a large amount of military mm-hmm.
1: companies, and, uh, yes.
0: industrial companies. Yes. Do, do you, am I wrong exactly. on this? Okay. No. Raytheon I believe? Uh, but... We
1: have a lot of subcontractors for Raytheon. Uh, okay. okay. So uh, Raytheon is just outside of the district um but we make um especially the community of paramount it's one of the cities in the district one of the suburbs um it has a lot of factories that weld um, products for the fighter jets for uh for raytheon for lockheed martin um, and mm. Boeing so of course and Boeing yeah. yes so one of the huge local issues there is actually the pollution because guess what when you have a factory welding this type of material at high temperatures producing right. a lot of pollution uh, component yes it, it, it's horrible for uh, human health especially for 100%. for children lung cancers start developing it's uh,
0: so this it, is why mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders was trying to make the point at that debate two weeks ago when asked about climate change he wanted to talk about what you're talking about right now and he was cut off by the moderator who basically said can you stick to the topic and he's like I am talking about the topic because he's right all of these plants Mm -hmm. environmental um, justice is an actual thing because these plants are always put into communities of color or into poor communities this is not a crazy thing to be saying so of course these communities are adversely affected at a higher rate
1: Exactly. I mean, I think, I
0: mean, you uh,
1: know, yes, it's all I mean, um, too many politicians, especially in the Democratic Party. They like to uh, corral issues into yeah. these little yeah. tiny boxes and treat them in an isolated way. way. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. So, yeah, Bernie was, um, you know, I think he was defending his no vote right on Correct. the trade deal. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, he said that even though it did protect workers a bit more, which is slightly, exactly. A hair better. Exactly. So (laughs) it's this doctrine of uh, incremental change that the... It will
0: never be enforced. I mean, there's never been a single labor violation enforced or prosecuted Mm -hmm. under NAFTA. Why would people think... That's going exactly.
1: to change now. Exactly. Yeah. So Bernie was completely right to stand up and say that. And, it, hey, he it didn't address the climate, which is the number yeah. one issue. Um, so, yeah, we need a collective, coherent approach, uh, a socialist approach, you know, like a, approaching different and issues under the broad um, umbrella of being anti-capitalist and for right. the people, which, of course, means socialism, which, yeah.
0: Uh, which I uh, 100% endorse. Um, one of the things you also campaigning on is uh, um, overturning or repealing the Patriot Act, which I mm-hmm. think needs to go. This has been a very horrible piece of legislation. I, there's a tension that exists between the Fourth Amendment, which is right to privacy, right? Mm-hmm. Invasion of privacy, these yes. types of things. And the First Amendment, which is mm-hmm. free, free free speech, et cetera. Yes. Um, what part of the Patriot Act do you think has been more detrimental? Because I think the Patriot Act sort of attacks both of those it does. Constitutional rights, in a way, it
1: does. But I, th- I think that the First Amendment rights are so ingrained in people. You know, if you know, a lot of people may not be able to tell you about the Fourth Amendment, but they are certainly yeah, able true. to defend your to defend the First Amendment. You know, fair. Uh, it's fair. one of the entry gateways into right. um, that people. have. Basic, very basic. So I yeah. think that even though the Patriot Act uh, attacked the First Amendment, I think that people have been resilient. Uh, in okay. defending their First Amendment to a considerable extent. Yeah. Uh, of course, we've had a lot of, uh, say, censorship that you know, yeah. you're know you very yeah. familiar <laughs> with. Um, but uh, I think that, of course, we need to restore the Fourth Amendment, which they, they've been able to get, more, I, I think, uh, uh, away Through, with- like, yeah.
0: The FISA Court, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, they're basically they are they were given it unlimited powers to absolutely invade your privacy, whether it's getting data off your phone mm-hmm. from AT and T, Facebook, Google, Internet. Yes, I one hundred percent agree with that. So it needs to go. Um, CIA. I want to bring that up because last week another thing Bernie Sanders was dragged for by the media, in which he said he wanted to abolish the CIA. I saw this video and I thought, bravo, this is fantastic. The CIA has done nothing really of um, import for the American people. They defend corporate interests abroad. Mm -hmm. They overturn governments in the name of protecting those business interests, uh, which, you know, like this serves the platonomy. It doesn't serve the American people, nor does it serve the people in other countries where the CIA is going in and doing this. So um, you think. I think you agree with him, right? You want to abolish the CIA.
1: Yes, absolutely. Talk to me about that. Well, um, you're totally right, Tina. The, the The CIA is an institution that really serves to protect corporate interests abroad. So they've done assassinations. They've mm-hmm. yeah. done coups. Okay. Even recently, um, you know, against... Uh, against our friend in Bolivia, Evo Morales. Yeah. Um, so that is outrageous. We should I not agree. stand for that. Uh, we need to help other countries instead of uh, be running out their leadership for our corporate interests. Of course, why, why Why did this happen in Bolivia, right? It's, gonna, it's the, it's <laughs> you know, the lithium. To, it's the lithium.
0: Plus and, others. you know, like the neoconservatives like Mike Pompeo, mm-hmm. Elliot Abrams, these are all rejects from the Bush administration that Trump turned around and brought back into his administration after campaigning as a non-interventionist, I might add. But these folks are the most egregious of them all. You had Mike Pompeo out there saying that the actual imperial power wasn't the United States, but Cuba.
2: But this story, this story is not complete without acknowledging the central role Cuba and Russia have played and continue to play in undermining the democratic dreams of the Venezuelan people and their welfare first cuba no nation has done more to sustain the death and daily misery of ordinary venezuelans including venezuela's military and their families than the communists in havana cuba is the true imperialist power in venezuela
0: <laughs> it's laughable right? right it's like are you goddamn kidding me on that cuba this little this little sad <laughs> little nation, island that yeah. has been under sanctions for decades that mm-hmm. that has somehow managed to survive all of that is the imperialist power yeah are you high mike pompeo
1: (laughs) right uh yes wtf right um so i mean mike pompeo like so many others uh they're oftentimes you know in psychology uh, freud might use the term uh projection yeah so uh uh, whatever we ourselves might think about the world and, and, and uh, find undesirable about our own selves, right. we then project it onto others. We displace right. it so that we can seem like the good people and they can be, uh, you know, deviants. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a very of Freudian course, word, yes, of course. <laughs> so, of course, the Mike Pompeo. Uh, must know at some level, even if it's unconscious, that the United States is obviously not yeah,
0: he can't, I, I,
1: a, a force for good. It's not helping people. It's not helping other countries. But they don't
0: care. They only care about mm-hmm. the money and the power. And it's, it's obvious to me or anybody that's paying, been paying attention that it was the United States that was forcing a coup. Now, we can have, have the conversation as to whether Morales should have run for another term. OK, that is a fair conversation right. to be had. But to say mm-hmm. that he didn't win that election is absolutely bullshit. And to say that this other guy isn't part of the coup is also ludicrous. There are actual facts in the world, folks
1: exactly but uh, as far as the cia and the nsa and uh the fbi they make up their own facts right we know we know they plant evidence against uh, say journalists here we know that they plant evidence uh that supposedly you know say there's weapons of mass destruction somewhere (laughs) or that they or that they themselves are or that other countries are trying to attack the united states we know
0: after that though is, is what i don't yeah. understand rodolfo they i mean they absolutely started the war in iraq based on lies about faulty intelligence they knew it was bullshit mm-hmm. they knew
2: yes. the american
0: people now knows this so why would they continue to believe anything these characters say
1: you know unfortunately i think um a lot of uh people in the united states mm-hmm. are Not paying attention very often up to the little details Mm -hmm. of our foreign policy and even our domestic policy, Uh, you know, you
0: because it's by design.
1: It's the it's the corporate media. I mean, say back to the Democratic Party. So. people, I think, oftentimes, many people have a positive view of Nancy Pelosi because they don't know what she's been doing, right? That's right. So, but they that's see right. her standing see at the... the, the t- yes, they the sound and she's standing at yes, and Yes, and she sees see, yeah, her red they coat, coat they and her little clap. Well, let's be honest. If you're um,
0: working 60 hours mm-hmm. a week, how can you exactly. have deeper knowledge in that? Exactly. And I, I also think that that's by, by design in our plutonomy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, uh, the... Yeah the the corporations and their very very top CEOs are in, of course uh addicted to wealth and they're greedy as fuck uh, (laughs) and all they can think about is how they are going to extract more money so how are their profits going to increase so of course no they do not want an educated public uh they want a public that's working to buy stuff uh, to further enrich them
0: that's right that's right consumption is is their the platonomy's friend so what do you think about this argument that happens about whether uh, it's class issues or race issues about ID politics versus universal programs? I think I think there's a, a legitimate place for both, but I, I feel very strongly that class issues definitely overshadow the race issues because you can't really get into somebody's heart and, and turn off that racist button, and you can't really know what they're thinking. But you can do something to correct the damage done
2: by what those
0: folks are thinking and doing. I don't think that correcting class issues will get rid of racism, and I think that's an unfortunate reality. I think we do need to fight racism as well. Yes. So I'm not saying it's one or the other, but I do believe that these universal problems like Medicare for all, uh, refinancing our school system so that people can attend university Mm -hmm. for no tuition, I think these things do something to correct some of that damage what do you think um
1: i think that we if we can have a common identity even though it's uh, a difficult project but yeah. <laughs> if we can have a common identity say uh as people as humans we mm-hmm. can in fact uh you know by giving more economic opportunities to correct. everyone and uh i do believe in things like reparations for, oh i do too uh, uh, for, well, there's many communities that need reparations, of course, uh, the African-American, black uh, community, yeah. Native American. It, there's a yeah. long list. There's a long list <laughs> <laughs> of, of
0: white colonizers yes, doing horrible uh, things in exactly.
1: the world. So exactly. As a white person,
0: mm-hmm. I have to agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, we, we need everyone. We need to help. We need to make amends for everything yeah. that we've done wrong to the world, and we need to stop doing more wrong, you know, because... Uh, one of the things that I'm trying to highlight in my race is, hey, um, this what happened with Evo Morales um, and what they tried to do with Maduro, that could happen to Mexico's uh, oh God, yes. president, AMLO. It could happen, it could happen. And, and a lot of people can understand that Well, it's and happened it, all through central
0: america this mm-hmm, is not
1: exactly but they've always left mexico you know they left they've it left, alone yeah. they've had their right the, the plan for mexico that they uh, started in the early 1900s they even had right. discussions about yeah. this it was to uh get the uh the the wealthy kids to come to u.s universities and then uh make it so that they would uh, eventually rise into power to the main uh, yeah, they wanted. They wanted. There. The United
0: States has always wanted to yes. create a, a plutonomy in Mexico because, it, again, it it mm-hmm. serves their corporate interests. Exactly.
1: Yes, and they have been successful. But notice for, they
0: they don't do this in Canada.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So that that <laughs> that is. Uh, I think it's, uh, more it, it's race. Yes, Of course, exactly. it's race.
0: Of course, it is. Yes.
1: Uh, I mean, Canada is coming from the. Uh, traditional French, uh, Western European, yeah it, it's the Western yeah. it's the Western world it's the capitalist yeah. world it's of course the you know the queen and everything that's right. associated with that that culture of uh, worshiping money and yeah. uh, worshiping the history they, of capitalism. they
0: worry about socialism abroad they worry about leftist governments abroad mm-hmm. because that does threaten their business interests when they try to make the claim that we're fighting communism, we're fighting authoritarian socialism. All of this is bullshit. It's really, I know you laugh, but you know what I'm saying? They try to go out there and make these the moral case. The moral case as to why we have to put sanctions on Cuba. The moral case as to why we have to overturn Iran's elected democracy. They're going to nationalize oil. It's the business interests. The corporate business mm-hmm. interests are why they're doing it, but they know they can't sell the American public on this. So they resort to this other thing, this war against you know the Red Scare, McCarthyism, communism, all the way up into you know Just sticking
1: up for freedom and democracy. Yeah, twenty nineteen,
0: yes. we have to, we have to, we have to free the Iraqi people from their tyrant.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, they're, they are quite aware that the people, uh, generally speaking, want to be respectful to other, towards other countries. Right. They want uh, to be secure in our own country. That means not sending our kids uh, on these never-ending wars. wars no they want reason, opportunities yeah. for their kids here. So since they know that, that, that's what people would rather do. They have to engage in these protracted yeah. um propaganda campaigns Which that have is exactly now what it is. Yeah, they've become institutionalized now and that that's another thing that I would uh you know if I was elected I no we need to get the the permanent defense yeah. uh and the CIA out of Hollywood. Like they are now <sighs> essentially yeah. uh in that's charge. Yes, they're all there's so many superhero movies <laughs> and shows. Um, Amazon um, right recently collaborated with the CIA for their Jack Ryan Uh, show and there's many other examples well it's Uh, part of
0: forming that mm -hmm. entire viewpoint of of what American patriotism has become yes I don't think our founding fathers would be okay with what we're doing now and and to view America as anything less than an empire is incorrect we are absolutely an empire and we're doing empirical Mm -hmm. bad things in the world that's just a reality i think though i think what's on our side is the internet social media i think all of these things are game changers for the public because now they have viewpoints other than what they're Mm going to hear on cnn or msnbc or fox like that the 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 information has expanded it's out there it's just getting it into the hands of the people i think
1: Uh, yes so the internet thankfully has had a result uh that people now question more especially uh, young people now. Now that now they yeah. research the Soviet Union, they yeah. <laughs> research, um, you know, why did it fall? Well, partly it was because the United States uh, toppled you know, it. <laughs> yes, well, exactly. you know, the
0: weird thing about that too is, I in fact, I had this conversation about a month ago where I was talking to some elderly friends that are friends with my parents, and they brought this up, and I said. We would not have defeated the Nazis if it wasn't for Russia. I don't think that that's a controversial statement. They were offended by this. (laughs) Offended? Offended. And Uh, I was like, I was kind of, I had ahead of a moment. My dad was like, and I'm like, wait, I'm like, I'm sorry, Dad. I know you don't want me to get into this, but I'm going Mm -hmm. to because this is just a reality. Mm -hmm. We were messing around in northern Africa protecting British empire and American empire resources. Mm -hmm. Who was at the front line?
1: Exactly. Unfortunately a lot of uh again that goes that's fifty years of uh propaganda uh, propaganda, you know. uh working overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh you know, yeah, we we essentially the United States waltz uh into much yeah. of Africa against the Nazis. Right. They well, uh, is, of course okay, there so was D Day. The Nazis were down but, there
0: trying to steal resources yes, as well. Of course. This is this is absolutely the mm-hmm. case i don't want anybody to think i don't uh, of believe course, that yes but i what i am saying though is in the actual and European, what are we doing now i know right same thing <laughs> who are we
1: um so uh, well that's just that goes to capitalism it right? goes to capitalism, capitalism yeah. uh is an imp- in an imperialist angle uh results yeah. right the, <clears throat> the capitalists need more and more resources yeah. they need more markets so they go all over the world yeah. and as as the Nazi, the the german capitalists supporting the nazis right why yeah. did the nazis come to power it was because they were supported by very strong corporate interests in germany and in the right. united states and
0: that which always kills me when the right makes these jokes about well Nazis were social I'm like no no they weren't they jailed the socialists and communists that was that is who they went after first and foremost because that was threatening the workers right movement that was coming up post Karl Marx at that time Mm -hmm. those were the folks that they initially attacked for the reasons Mm -hmm. you're talking about so these Mm -hmm. folks sort of want to revise history a little bit in the sense that it makes them feel better yeah about attacking the left if Mm -hmm. they can make these claims
1: Yeah, it's a gross simplification. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, I mean, this is like to me when they say, well, it's in the name. I'm like, so, you know, North Korea calls itself a democracy. Congo calls itself a democracy. Are are either of those nation states democracies? I don't think so.
1: Right. So people have uh, different... Understandings of that word socialism because it it, because of the propaganda, you know, the propaganda has held that it involves uh, this and that. Yeah, which is not true. No, I mean, well, socialism. A lot of people. Socialism has to be, is inherently democratic. Of course, because democracy
0: owns the Mm -hmm. means means of production. That's the base definition of socialism. Mm -hmm. But if you tell that to some of these folks, they're like, they've never been exposed to that ideology because they don't know. So I Mm -hmm. I sort of do, I sometimes try to engage in conversation with these folks because I think it's a learning point. And of course, eventually they just, you know, cuss you out. (laughs) But in the meantime, I think the more we can get people to rethink yes the weaponization of these words the better Mm -hmm. off we are as a society
1: yeah and you get a lot of other people interested in thinking about it uh you you know for a long time so uh bernie we're talking to go back to the beginning of our conversation he is to be credited uh yeah For the rest of history, for bringing back the word socialism in a a positive positive way way to the United uh, States. Uh, And, you know, some people criticize him on this and that. But the point is he is bringing back these ideas. and And even if we do... Uh, An analysis of history, we can see that a lot of the things that people love, Mm -hmm. where are they coming from? They're coming from from past socialists. Yes, past socialist struggles uh, and the you know, socialist organizers, political candidates, right. elected officials that were socially inclined. That's right. Uh, they instituted things like the weekend. That's right. And Before they got, yes, weeks, like and they that. got rid of uh, child labor That's right. and introduced this whole idea about, you know, children should be in schools and it should be free. Yep. In the same way that we're introducing <laughs> the idea that, okay, now we should have health care and it, it should all be free. Yes. Well, you know,
0: it's it, it, from a historical perspective, mm-hmm. it was also... Um, always fascinating to me that fdr chose to use the word liberal as opposed to socialism and if you go back and yeah. look at the conversations that he had within his administration on this the reason was they were worried if they used the word socialism the american population would outright reject these ideas because of the way these terms had been weaponized so effectively by corporate america so they went with this more uh, wrongly termed because these things are not liberal whatsoever. Liberal ideology is in general laissez-faire. It's Mm -hmm. the opposite. Yet here we are all these uh, decades later. I understand why he made those decisions. However it didn't help
1: it didn't help it, 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 it harms he was able to at
0: least get these things passed yes but... and it
1: harms the dialogue because I, I, I mean, agree you know we say we're talking about polling one of the things that pollsters ask is are you a conservative or are you a liberal so yeah. that actually <laughs> leaves out a ton of people say you know yeah. like say the progressives or a socialists uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know some yeah. I mean
0: because liberals I mean they're not progressives they're so different liberals uh-huh. believe in a laissez fair free, free market I use my mm-hmm. school screen- scare quotes because these markets aren't actually free but they do believe in that sort of capitalist uh, let the market be the moral arbiter of decision making ideology right. that's that's a cornerstone of what liberal is
1: exactly I mean liberals yeah. the liberals uh, defend Defend markets, just that's just by definition. Now, so, now, so when, when Bernie or Amlo talk about yeah. neoliberalism, they're talking about the new generation of economic right. thinkers it's that like
0: the Hillary Clinton yes. versus the Bernie Sanders is really the proxy battle
1: mm-hmm.
0: that kind of embodies that.
1: Yes, yeah. and thankfully it had it did come to the forefront of the national conversation. I think that uh, you know, say in 2016, a lot of people were still. Not quite sure yeah. what Bernie was talking about, but I, right now it's now it's, it's incredible that yeah. people who opposed him or didn't really support him okay. were lukewarm towards him right. last time. Uh, now embrace uh, his ideas, and he's come out with exactly. so many proposals recently um, to really right. help the the people. Yeah. Uh, they're socialist proposals.
0: And you uh, pretty much agree with this platform. I know you're for Medicare for all, uh, yeah, I'm Green for, New Deal. Exactly.
1: I'm for his platform and then some. And then some.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, because you are more to the left. I love that. So yes. in your um, opinion, what is the most pressing problem that we have in California?
1: Um, so uh, by far, it's uh, the rent and yeah. the high cost of living. Um. But mainly the rent, because, of course, again, I'm a psychologist. We go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, You know, what do people feel Explain that to
0: somebody if they've never heard that before.
1: Sure. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs holds that in order to reach self-actualization, like Mm -hmm. happiness, people need some uh, basics first. So at the very bottom of the pyramid uh, would be physiological needs, like, Uh, The need for food and water and, of course, uh, shelter, housing, um, shelter from the elements, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And then, you know, above that, we have, say, relationships, emotional safety, um, and at the very top, a self-actualization. So, like, being happy with one's a sense of meaning in life and um, that kind of thing, uh, so we, which we w- of course want to uh, support everyone in achieving that happiness, yes. But you can't find but,
0: happiness if you no, have no food,
1: it's very hard, so, yeah, it's very, very hard. hard. Um, and so, we need to solve people's basic needs, that's a key thing, and of course, uh, the the capitalists have made it so that housing um, is a commodity.
0: Yeah, um, not a right.
1: Yeah, back in the day, housing was a right. Everyone yeah. was housed in uh, some shelter in the tribe. Yeah, uh, or if there there was a big house, or everyone could go in there. There were hammocks. Yeah, get- even
0: the corporations had yes. houses. Housing provided to that's employees. true. Yeah,
1: yes, there there were. Uh, they exactly. used it as
0: a loyalty thing to get people yes. to stay. Yes. Which I mean, there were problems with that, but. But in the very least, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah and then
1: the, the greed took over. The greed took and out, yeah. <laughs> um, so then the same uh, CEOs decided to uh, create uh, yeah. uh, these things called apartments. And they just increased the rent over yeah. and over again. And it's just un- – especially the corporate uh, landlords, like the big apartment complexes, right. they're just – unreasonable rent increases that are going on in California yeah. and so i mean So
0: you think we should get rid of Costa Hawkins the bill that uh, took away yes. the local municipalities ability to have rent control laws
1: Absolutely yeah, that hopefully. is a must yeah. have and at the national level um so what i would do is um pass not only a uh, I would advocate for a uh not only a rent control i think mm-hmm. we need rent reduction
0: They've already escalated to the point where, look, in the city of Los Angeles, minimum wage, we now have at $15 an hour. If the average rent for a studio apartment in downtown LA is $2,400, $2,300 a month, do the math
1: right exactly it, ma- it makes no sense you can't uh,
0: afford food rent and everything else the vast you, majority
1: mean, of people cannot afford it yeah. and in fact that's why they so many apartments are empty uh well in that's downtown. right yeah what do you
0: think on that note what do you think about a vacancy tax do you think this could be an effective method of perhaps uh getting some of these rich corporate landlords or some of these reits to put bodies into those apartments that are empty i
1: think it could it could um it, you know they want to generally avoid taxes but they still you know there's so many other yeah. <laughs> things that they want to avoid like what they call bad tenants that's
0: true um
1: so they would probably try mm-hmm. i mean i uh, it it's would just it, a it's thought. no 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 it, it's a policy they've that, been
0: doing it in vancouver that can so. help
1: it can help uh yeah. but i what i at the federal level, I think we need to make um, rent no more than uh, 15% of a family's income. Um, okay. Uh, right now in California. It's about lo- 70%,
0: I believe. It's crazy.
1: It's insane. Uh, yes. Yeah. So imagine if we put all that rent money, which right now is actually just sitting in bank accounts uh, for you know the corporate landlords. Um th- you know, people bring bring up, you know, well, they have to pay taxes to the city. They pay a minuscule. They pay nothing. Yeah, they pay Look, nothing. Look, here's tax.
0: the here's the thing that folks need to realize: the state of California, our government, our state government, and our local I would say a lot of the local municipalities as well has been bought by real estate developers yes. across the board. So this has led to a whole influx
2: mm-hmm.
0: of legislation that has benefited them at the Mm -hmm. expense of the working class in the state. And when you look at our homeless rates, Mm -hmm. our homelessness rates, this is absolutely, there is absolutely a direct correlation between these two things.
1: Absolutely. You know, we talk about California being a progressive state, but that uh, is a a a complete, complete, yeah, yeah, it's a mirage, (laughs) it's a myth, it's not true. Uh, California is uh, the land, it's, it, other than New York it's the second most unequal state Uh, Um, yeah you go by the the, the Gini coefficient DC is if you're gonna count it it, it, it's more unequal Uh, but California is one of the most unequal states yeah the the gap between the rich and the poor is is ridiculously large Um, so one of the ways that we could reduce that gap and we should reduce that gap uh, and we could even grow the economy, of course, is to put uh, a, lot, a whole lot of rent money back into people's pockets. pockets they, yes. they can then uh, spend it into the local economy, right. do their own businesses, whatever it is. But the rent should not be increasing so much uh, out of pace with the wages. Right. And it, But it's already there. So we don't just need rent control. I'm a, I don't like the fact that a lot, I, I see a lot of the discussion um among even those that are trying to do um to stabilize rents just let's just control it let's cap it at whatever percent that's yeah. already too it's already too high it's already too high we that, should yeah. just uh that, reduce well, that ship it. sailed yes. yeah it's yes, too exactly. high it needs to be reduced i yes, agree with you that's the only way we're going to tackle so. the
0: um homeless mm-hmm. and you're right about the expendable income part of that equation and this is not only true of housing it's true of a lot of things when you have more than 80% of the new wealth that's been created year after year after year this we're going to into our third year of that being the case that money's all going into the 1% that's very little for the bottom half and what happens is you end up with a consumer base that has no money to consume with eventually exactly. the 1% will be affected by this as well
1: exactly so, um so uh, the one of the laws of, of capitalism is that it, uh, it eats itself it's, right it's, it <laughs> It's it tanks. We're seeing that right now. In real it time. tanks because.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they Marx can't, had two criticisms yes. of capitalism. Mm-hmm. The the one of them was that eventually mm-hmm. you go and you you get into credit, and then the credit dries up. You know, you can you can have a longer conversation about that. I think the other part that we've seen is globalization. So yeah. you chase the lowest dollar for uh, manufacturing. You chase the lowest dollar for wages. And it, those things left the country, but you still had Americans, uh, you know, paying the same rates or more rates for things like mm-hmm. basic incomes, uh, basic uh, housing, et cetera. So we, we're we at that point now, that, but there's no more credit to be had. There's no more globalization to be had. Exactly. We've literally run the course of things that have made consumption possible. Mm-hmm. So Karl Marx's point was like, eventually you run out of consumption. And when that happens, the whole thing collapses because the capitalists rely yes. on the bottom classes to consume. That's mm-hmm. what drives. That's the engine that drives. It's fundamentally
1: oldness. predatory. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. It is fundamentally uh, predatory,
1: and it it kills. <clears throat> it simply uh, kills the working class. And you know, a, a while back, uh, yeah. I wrote this essay oh. uh, that was about aliens and why don't we don't see aliens? And increasingly, <laughs> people, uh, I think, are agreeing with me. That, you know, aliens the universe is so vast there's got to be life somewhere, out there yes yeah. yeah, somewhere and yeah, the same con- a wild but thought. the same conditions that we have here on earth there's probably places where uh you know organisms have developed into bodies but then guess what they probably develop a complex culture and they probably eventually develop currencies and then the greed so this is over. like a twin earth sort of yes.
0: philosophical argument yes yeah. Yeah, we yeah.
1: like i love the twin
0: earth thing because i was like like on twin earth this is (laughs) happening instead
1: (laughs) yes so what has happened uh here on earth is that um a few people i think that's happened in other places too but here on earth a few people uh control our lives um and they're running us into the ground and and you could debate about whether they realize it or not um Uh, I I think they they do I think
0: they they do I think they're greedy they want power they don't care
1: yeah I mean they maybe they've accepted that because they're eventually gonna uh, perish as well if they don't change their ways
0: which is the criticism we're back on, yeah, mm-hmm. and they will, but they don't, see, or they think it's so far a, a yes. ahead of time that it's not going to affect them. It's going to affect three generations down, and it's not their right. Problem
1: yeah, sort of it thing. makes no All sense. Right. It's going to affect us. Or very they've soon.
0: stockpiled so much money right. that it absolutely doesn't even matter. Even if the entire consumption. Just was dry tomorrow. They'd still have so much money; it wouldn't affect. Right.
1: Them. They they've been building doomsday bunkers. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they're
0: they're all preppers in the middle of the desert in their bunkers <laughs> at some point. Um. So, where do people donate to your campaign if they want to donate, Rodolfo? Uh.
1: Well. Uh. Yeah. So that would be amazing if uh, people can donate. Um. Whatever. Every little bit helps. It, it, you know, it's a grassroots campaign. Of course, I don't take any corporate money, so it all comes. Uh, from people and thankfully we have had a lot of people that have donated and if you want to join those amazing donors uh, please go to uh, barragan uh, number 4 congress.com and you'll see a little link um, at the top there and what's your twitter handle Um, so that's uh, Rodolfo R-O-D-O-L-F-O And my first last name, uh, Cortez, C-O-R-T-E-S-B. So just check me out. Rodolfo Cortez Bergen.
0: Right on. Well, thanks for coming on. It was always good to talk to you. We'll have to have you on again because I love talking about the science stuff.